Hello, and welcome to the Lost Horror Podcast. This is your weekly podcast for a discussion about uh, film and cinema and all the other words that you can use to describe that term, uh, and various other things occasionally. But the only thing that is not occasional is my co-host, Eric Sayor. How many metaphors for Vietnam are we going to talk about this week? <laughs> Listen to find out. <laughs> Damn, he, he really summed it up. Um, I would extend that to youth culture versus old people um, yeah. <laughs> also. Um, because, yeah, that's, that's very present. Uh, it's very clear what was on uh, George Romero's mind. Who is yeah. the who is the topic of our episode? Quickly, I am Arlen Haro, your other co-host, and we are doing a Romero episode for uh, I don't know. We didn't come up with a name. Spooky Tober, Spooky Spooky Los Haro. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Arlen tries to educate Eric uh, around October for horror films every year. <laughs> Yeah. That's a short name. Mm-hmm. On my on my mission to bring Eric up to where a lot of other people just are with horror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where a lot of other people, that's just yeah, that's as much horror as I ingest. Um, so yeah, doing that. Um, and yeah, I think we I think we got a good one this week. Uh yeah. lots to talk about with these with these films. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, the, you 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 picked three very different movies uh of i'd say very varying quality but uh, i i'm i'm excited to talk about it let's let's just get into our first one uh 1973 the crazies um a movie that out of all of out of the three we've talked about feels like the most about vietnam possible mm-hmm. like a movie about an invading force coming to a small village and the vill- in the and the people from the town rising up against that force and yeah. through very violent means uh and also worse are kind of portrayed as being crazy uh a lot of yeah no it's it, uh, i really really liked this movie i watched it after or the second movie we talked about so i was just very surprised that those two came in the same year uh yeah but yeah th- this is just a very strong film yeah it's yeah it stands it stands out um i was yeah i was just kind of shocked by it in a lot of ways because it did a lot of things first that a lot of other movies copied um and it did a lot of it very competently which is important in the context of Romero, um, because he's almost entirely an indie director for most of his career. He did a lot of this just on his own. He didn't have studios or a lot of money to make these movies. So it's extra impressive on that level. Um, a lot of the time I would say in this movie and season of the witch coming out the same year is extra impressive that he was able to sort of put these two things out (laughs) <laughs> very close to each yeah. other and they feel very different um yeah um yeah this movie in a lot of ways feels very similar to the the 1950s the blob in mm. how it's like talked about it's not, not, not how it's talked about it, but how like 
the series of events that happen uh, 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 not nuclear but a biochemical test goes wrong infects a town and uh, creates horror and like the army is sent to just manage the situation and also as much as they're trying to manage it study it also Mm-hmm. So a study like how that weapon would actually work, um, and how the the town both through becoming crazy uh, because of the biochemical weapon becoming I like very similar to zombies but not quite like uh, right. pro like uh, prone to violence prone to just oh. killing. Uh, how both infected or not, they all try to rise up against uh, the army and take back control of their town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it follows a Vietnam veteran that's like trying to lead his team. Uh, uh, he's, he's trying to lead his girlfriend, his best friend, and the father-daughter Drew they meet uh trying to get them out of the city or trying to just like yeah escape basically mm-hmm. yeah uh, so and it, so it feels like both a, a very action movie a lot of great action set pieces uh, yeah i really like the the helicopter scene in the woods uh when yeah. they're like uh, there's a helicopter following them while they're being chased through the woods it's like either like late it's probably late fall so there's no like leaves there's no actual hiding and mm-hmm. they 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 try to shoot the the helicopter is shooting at them they try to shoot it back and manage to escape but it's just like a very intense scene yeah it's very it there's a lot of tension and a lot of uh yeah there's just a lot of suspense and you really you really feel it um and I think the actors do a, a large part of the lifting there. Uh, the Green Beret veteran, his the way his character sort of just like figures out what the helicopter is going to do, and he's aware of strategy and what his yeah what what an army guy in a helicopter would do. So he's just able to put bring them together when he needs to. Um, but I love that it's also about how these characters are all dealing with their own stuff and some of them are just not there not all together um in terms of their functions and their facilities so it adds to the tension of that scene um and yeah it's just a very well done sequence and you really feel the army sort of coming at them and becoming the aggressor yeah um one thing I think this movie does super smart is that uh, throughout the whole movie, the, every man in the army is like wearing a full like uh, hazmat suit, like a white mm-hmm. hazmat suit that uh, kind of makes them feel like not actual people being killed, while uh, the people, the people, even the like the ones that are uh, that are hit by the the by the sickness and are have become violent uh, that try to kill them always feel like people dying when they do like they just feel like more more like enemies in a video game than anything else so it's it makes it uh, very clear 
who you're supposed to root for. They like when most of the army don't even have a face. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and when you see the leaders interact, they're all kind of dumb, kind of uh, assholes that don't really care about what's going on. It's yeah. uh, that that are that care more about the mission than anything else. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, my favorite character in the whole movie, though, is the scientist. He's the best. <laughs> he was. He's so good, and I was so happy when he shows up in Dawn. Yes, <laughs> as essentially yes. the same character wearing an eye patch. Um, <laughs> that was so good. Same um, universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's his alternate universe cousin or brother yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, he's literally. Yeah, he's so. just like kind of a, an asshole that thinks he's smarter than everyone else and kind yeah. of is and just like trying to the best to cure it but uh to find a cure and when even when he does just like he gets yeah. killed by stupid military guys which I, I guess is a big theme of the film like uh, mm-hmm. none of the military they're very good at finding and killing them actually not that good because like some of them get killed by grandmas and stuff like that um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's a uh, he he's just like a a really fun character throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of the best moments are his, him, yeah. and the. I think she's a teacher. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but when she's like, "What are our chances?" and he like takes his mask off, and she's like, "Oh, I guess that's <laughs> that your answer to my question." Yeah. Um, yeah, stuff like that is very good and his dynamic with her and other characters is always very interesting um yeah, yeah. they're like let's get married after this <laughs> yeah yeah um and, uh, an, another another character i really like is the best friend who's yeah half the time an asshole but also like really really trying his best he he's he he gets the sickness he knows he's getting it he knows he's like uh, slowly but surely uh losing to it but he's just trying to do it to uh, as much as possible and his his story ends in like a uh boromir-esque standoff in the woods that's <laughs> that's so uh fellowship of the ring it's, it's it's the same scene. It's great. I yeah, just, it is. I, I I love that that moment. But I, I like mm-hmm. I love how he interacts with um, with the the daughter that has a sickness and her father while he gets it and tries to rape her in a in yeah. probably the most awful jarring scene of the whole film. Mm-hmm. I just it's it's probably the only scene that I feel. That felt closest to horror is that one because it's like so hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. Because she's agree. like, yeah, unable to defend herself. He doesn't really. He thinks he's with his wife, not his daughter, to an extent. And and Clanker just comes and throws him down the stairs. Yeah. Also, yeah. The, and there's the blood left on the bed. 
yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah no it's just just a very a very jarring scene yeah it, it's um it's very it it feels a little bit out of place but in a way that i think is effective for the movie um but yeah i just that's one of the scenes that I would say you're, is like definitely most horror. That and that and when the doctor is like being pulled into the room with all the people who are clearly sick, um, and his sort of just like desperately trying to get away from those two soldiers. Yeah. Um, like those scenes are, they're just like those are the scenes that really made me like tense up and like oh, yeah. oh wow, that's horrifying. Um, and it's it's very. I think like existential horror is the way I would put it. Like it's not, it's not the horror of a situation that's like between two people, I guess it's sort of just the wider world and just everything going against where you are trying to go. And the world sort of just like undoing any of your plans um, for making things better. Um, And yeah, like that's just a, constant thing in this movie um where people are just like tearing each other down without actually meaning to um it's yeah it's very interesting i think it's very well handled in this movie yeah yeah no it's it, it yeah it's more a movie that um uh, the like you said existential in the sense that it the context is uh this, this curious sports are, are seeing uh, just actual people trying to deal with it, like mm-hmm. the the last confrontation at the end where his girlfriend dies, and seeing him after that, knowing he's the one that has like the cure, not the cure, but he's like, a, mm-hmm. um, they could potentially like he can't get it, he doesn't get it, uh, mm-hmm. the main character, and uh just like the the movie ends with him being put to triage and do you want to test him no just look at yeah. him and it's not the the sickness that got him it's just the situation and that's kind of how you feel at the end yeah there's a there's a real dread at the end like the the one military character who is kind of likable is peckham um, yeah. who's the guy that's brought in to secure things and he's told at the end oh you need to go to st louis oh yeah, uh, yeah. To fix it there and the way i read that scene is oh well so this is just going to keep on happening it's just going to keep on getting farther until it gets to a new york or or an atlanta an la a chicago and then everybody's screwed at that point yeah so it's just it's done. you know how i got it is like yeah it's basically done got to like i don't know st louis is a pretty big city right and maybe it wasn't st louis this was um in like kentucky that. something uh, it was a it was a mile Louisville, kentucky city. i think Louisville, yes. yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah and that's like a much bigger city than uh, in this movie so it's like yeah at this point it's done yeah um, and he's just he's being called in to to do something but yeah. he you feel in his face like oh well i'm just i'm just living on borrowed time here yeah um and yeah. you really like feel that for him yeah. um and his sort of like well i guess i'm gonna go out fighting or something like that um because he really is built up to be maybe the best of the military characters he's de- certainly depicted to be the most competent 
Um, yeah. But not for the not for the situation. He's maybe better in an actual combat situation, not public outreach and <laughs> trying to keep a town um, of people safe. He's that's just not his thing. And it seems it's sort of an indictment of the military in general that they're not really good at that, at yeah. really helping the people that they're supposed to protect. They're much more equipped for, you know, defending or even, you know, attacking an enemy, but not really actually interacting with the people that are part of the same country as them. Um, so, yeah, it's a very... It's it's there throughout the movie. You just yeah. you see it. They're just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it feels also like a lot of the action shots are uh, very uh, close to footage. I, I, the the thing I, I noticed with Romero movies, and I think uh, more Night of the Living Dead than this one is that uh, I don't know at how much uh, of like his. Um, Social criticism is uh, of like actual events is uh, just because of how he has uh, kind of absorbed true culture and how much mm-hmm. is um, is is uh, him consciously making a movie about Vietnam set in the U.S. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I I think it's a lot clearer uh, in points like. Even the best points of we're gonna get into Dawn of the Dead uh, feel almost like it, he he does it like subconsciously or he makes it look like he does it just really yeah. naturally and that's how why I think his movies as uh, metaphors as uh, as uh, filled with subtext just work really well because it's all so natural mm-hmm. um, like. Uh, like there's a lot of small details in this film that just makes it really work as uh, a metaphor for an invading force. A lot of us versus them. A lot of portrayal of the enemy as insane. Uh, just that concept feels just really close to uh, Vietnam specifically. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's just like a really smart movie. Uh, and again, I'll mention it, uh, the, the having all the military always in hazmat suits mm-hmm. feels just like a really smart choice. For me, that yeah. it just at one point it clicked for me that just like, oh yeah, you don't, they, they have voices, but every time they talk, they're assholes also. Yeah, yeah, they talk when they do talk it's always sort of it does feel like set up um the the only time we really get to see them behind the masks is when they go to that house with three soldiers who are um holed up and uh the the beret the green beret character he's it the scene seems to be to sort of show their descent as he sort of realizes how far they've been pushed um i don't, I don't know that's sort of how i read it but his sort of like realizing, oh, this situation has really driven me to places that I didn't think I could still go or that I would ever want to go again. Um, but that's really the only time I can think of where we see people who we know are 
mostly all right. They're not fully infected or not fully subdued by the virus, killing soldiers without the masks on. Um, and it is kind of presented as shocking, but like you said, we see those soldiers kind of being assholes and not really being the best dudes, um, like right before. Um, but we do see a spectrum of one of the soldiers is maybe a little bit better and he seems a little bit less likely to just like steal people's shit. And we see all kinds of, we see soldiers like just like taking stuff, like yeah, robbing people um, because they know that they're going to get, get away with it. Um, which is very much a comment on Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Really uh, good movie i think uh uh this movie got like okay reviews uh in the time and i'm i feel like it's a movie that has like aged very well uh even like because to a certain extent like there is a lot of weird stuff like the movie code opens on children seeing their father murder their mother uh and try to kill them and like the, all these actors are super bad and it feels like okay i don't know what i'm getting into uh but uh but yeah there like a, a lot of that i feel like when we go back and watch a movie that's like 50 years old we don't care as much about the quality of the acting at points uh because uh, the rest is just very strong in this film the, the like and i i it, if you haven't seen it it's really worth watching i think um have you seen the remake uh actually no i i never got around to seeing the remake of the crazies which is which is crazy um because I, <laughs> because i'm a giant fan of timothy oliphant so if if anybody would have seen it it should be me but it's just it's been on the list i never really got to it i think i knew i wanted to see the original first i think that was always okay. a thing for me okay so, so. You, you hadn't seen this one before no okay cool uh, yeah uh, and had you seen our, our next movie uh before i before recording this and before discussing recording this yes i had seen it um okay and yeah it's a very interesting movie uh we're talking about season of the witch which um at the time that they came up with that title it was very original (laughs) and not overused in any way um this is and and the song was not either this is i think the third title this movie came out under um yes yeah I, I, it's a movie that has an interesting like uh, production and release thing it got like uh, released as hungry wives uh, promoted as, as like as like softcore porn <laughs> <laughs> which yeah <laughs> And and then really bombed, like a massively bombed at, uh, when it came out, uh, mm-hmm. but got re-released and now is kind of just like a, another interesting entry in in uh, in Romero's catalog. Um, yeah. I interesting is the word I'd use, I think, because I, I I there's stuff to like in this movie, but it's. Just mostly not very good. 
Oh, wow. That's interesting. That is very like, interesting. Like, I, um, I don't think it's like a, a bad, especially bad movie, but it's just not. Um, there, yeah, there is a lot of scenes that just like bored me. Uh, that's I, fair. I, yeah. I just couldn't get as invested as I did into his other films. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff in here that I really like. Um, but I can see, I can see what you mean. There, there's stuff. There's a lot of stuff in here that I would also be like, yeah, we don't need that. We don't. We really don't need the college professor storyline so much. Yeah. That doesn't. It's not uh, really essential to the movie. Um, actually, I think it's the most essential to the movie. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so for me, this movie is. Uh, has no like it's a movie about a woman that uh kind of this starts uh, disliking her husband and wanting to cheat on him and her guilt brings her to have nightmare that makes her believe that witchcraft exists right it's like it, there's no there's no mm. supernatural in this movie it's all in her dream and i feel like uh, for the most basic concept of it is like her dreams are brought on by her guilt so she feels she needs to like uh, she need she kind of need an excuse to uh, channel that guilt through and that she and uh, she ends up choosing like she, she ends up falling into witchcraft and uh, the end scene where she gets like kind of uh, anointed as a witch um, is just her releasing all that guilt and accepting who she really is, but it's like there's no, like it, it, there's no actual witchcraft in the movie. There's no like nothing supernatural happens. Interesting. Um, At least yeah, from right, that's my reading of it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's I, I think it's completely. I think it's a valid reading, but I sort of took it as she's sort of starting to lean in to what she is seeing and that her dreams are already sort of reflections of what she's going through. And like you said, yeah. it is sort of based on guilt, but I think once the mask entity comes into it, it becomes a bit more of a vision, sort of a, yeah. a seeing of the future. So I do think there is some magic in it, but it's, I saw it as being just very vague um, where you can read it as it's just a dream yeah. or you can read it as some thing is starting to contact her because she's told by the, uh, by the medium that she is sensitive perhaps, or that she has the, the ability to be a medium or uh, connect yeah. with these sort of energies herself. And I saw it as just the, fact that she knows that she has the potential yeah. causes her to sort of spin into that a little bit. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's... For me, it's like a very like uh, Freudian reading of her dreams of like, okay, you feel guilty mm -hmm. uh, and you can you channel that guilt and uh, that guilt becomes what you dream of. And uh, it's like a guilt she shouldn't have. Like it's, it's normal. Mm -hmm. It's, 
like her her husband beats her like he's he's a real asshole in this movie like it's normal for her to just like not want to be with him it's normal also for the time to kind of have to stay with him and like yeah what does she do she finds someone she finds attractive and sleeps with them and right. and the 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 guilt at the beginning is is for her thoughts and then the guilt becomes for her actions and when she uh the, the scene where like uh her dreams her vision starts influencing reality and she like kills her husband because she's like half dream half having a vision half dreaming that it's like it's the invader from her dreams um which which is what for, which is like the clearest point for me that like that 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 creature she sees in her visions it's her husband yeah it's her husband uh that would have, would kill her if he knew the her husband that beat her and hurt her her husband that she doesn't really want mm-hmm. and she kills him and gets liberated and then that guilt is gone and she She's just she to her she associated like witchcraft with freedom, so that's why in, in that ending of her becoming a witch, becoming free, becoming that woman that everyone talks about because that's like, like she 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 wants to be that like really that witch that everyone wants to be. Mm-hmm. It, I think I liked it more than I, I thought that I did. Uh, I, I, I did like I, I, I yeah. like I like a lot of how it's about like uh, sexual liberation and uh, mm-hmm. getting freed of uh, that really the, her relationship. But I, I mm-hmm. think also the thing like there's just kind of boring scenes and acting isn't all there. And there's just yeah. weird stuff that I'm not sure, like the whole like fake weed scene. Yeah, yeah, that stuff is. I think that's really what I'm thinking of. Like, yeah, they kind of go overboard with the college professor. There's there's a lot of stuff, like you said. The some of the actors not great. They hired the daughter because she was pretty. <laughs> yeah, that which is like I know that some people would, would be angry that I even suggested that, but that yeah, that's what happened. Like. They they wanted a daughter who could be there, and she wouldn't be a complete block of wood. Um, I feel like that's why she was hired. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff like that, but I do think that there's some, there's some maybe not great, but some good performances. I think that the the medium character, I think she's very well done. Um, I think the lead, uh, most of the time, she's doing a very good job. I think she's not the best at line delivery because I, I might be mistaken. Yeah. I don't think she was a professional actress, um, but as someone who's not a professional actress, I think she did a very good job. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. I think the husband is also a little bit like cheesy and kind of <laughs> not the best. Um, um, but I think the difference between them is. The actors that we see in the crazies and Don, I assume they're like local theater actors and people who do this for a living. And I think the cast in this movie is mostly people who are not yeah. real actors. Yeah, this um, movie as, the as a whole, it feels like it has a budget of like like fifty hundred dollars. 
like a, it's it feels it, it feels like it it feels like a very independent movie uh in a way we kind of get a lot of today with it i i just hadn't yeah. really thought about like older independent films a lot of his movies uh, not a lot of them but i think this one i think night of the living dead also feels uh like it's done on a on a very small budget featuring mm-hmm. uh, people that aren't professional actors um and is all so yeah it's it's a very interesting old independent film in a way yeah. um yeah there's like small scenes that i small like details that i really like and Mm -hmm. small stuff that i'm like why is this happening or why is this written like this Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, i kind of both like and hate that that they go to a party and do a mad lib like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it feels so like okay yeah that's that was another time Yeah, it, it very much feels like. Yeah, I guess that that was a thing. That was a that was a they did at the time. Yeah, there's stuff like that. But then, like, I don't really like the fake weed scene that much. But I do like the car ride scene that follows it, um, where she says something to the effect of, "Just wait till you're on the ground, you know, sobbing and covered yeah. in your own filth or something to that effect, and you're out to pasture them." I think that's that scene is very well handled, and those two work really well in that scene. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I do agree. Like again, like there are scenes that maybe don't work, but they're usually followed by scenes that I think really, yeah. really work, and they sell the what the movie's going for and what the movie's trying to say. Yeah, um, very there, well. There's the scene where the the both women go to see the witch. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, in, uh, in the beginning and she does the tarot reading and uh, I really like how like the music is feels almost like religious hymns play on the organ it's mm-hmm. it's it's very like it gives the, the that scene a really good mood I think that whole like first witch experience is really good um, and I, I kind of see how she was seduced by that life after that scene um mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's an, it's an interesting movie. I, I think it it's like it it felt it feels very risque for the time of when uh, of for the seventies. Uh, but now it's like a, a lot of these teams feel more, like I said, interesting for the time, but maybe not as relevant as um, some of his other films. Yeah, yeah, I can mm. I can definitely get on board with that. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here that's just that's very interesting. Um, yeah, and uh, also I guess this is really the last thing on it. Really, is a lot of this feels like something we would see in an A twenty four movie today. Yeah, um, like I could very see, I could easily see them like taking a script, updating a couple things, but making virtually the same movie. Uh, I could see Ari Aster just like, oh, I'm just gonna copy this whole movie and put it out and. Have everybody love it. Um, so yeah, I could I could definitely see those things happening to something like this. And I, I do think parts of it have been sort of copied in recent works. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of ahead of its time in a couple places, which is why I thought it was significant yeah. to bring up. Because um, yeah. it's a 70s movie set in Pittsburgh, <laughs> yeah. or the, the outskirts of Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. Which, 
yeah so so removed from where we are now um but it feels very relevant also uh, that song season of the witch is yeah <laughs> it slaps it's great <laughs> but i i just like yeah. I, I think it was it's been reused a lot like you said but i i, I don't know mm -hmm. i'm not super familiar with it uh but i just like really liked it in this movie yeah it worked in this movie i was like oh the original version of the song isn't annoying and <laughs> <laughs> the original version of this isn't the version that is used in multiple trailers and has been covered millions of times <laughs> by breathy female singer songwriters <laughs> who are doing yeah. very slowed down versions but that's just where we are now <laughs> uh where yeah. slow piano discordant yeah, version. Man, that, that fucking doot little trailer that came out today. That's the worst trailer that I've ever seen. <laughs> the worst, baby. Oh, man. Yeah. What a wonderful <laughs> world. Shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, God. Man. Well, yeah, it's okay. a, and it's the same thing as the Dumbo movie. Yeah, where, yeah. Where, and, yeah, every Disney movie, really, lately. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Okay, uh, now's a good time, I guess, to go to Dawn of the Dead, um, which is probably one of the more well-known Romero movies because of the Dead trilogy, um, that most people going into this will probably know this movie. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I guess, what were your thoughts about that movie and the trilogy as a whole, of the two that you've seen, at least? Yeah, um, uh this movie especially is rules it's so good it's mm -hmm. like i i just really really liked it um like as far as like action let's say action comedy horror like the mix of the three it's yeah it's, it has kind of nails that perfect tone and that like switching tone um it's a very smart movie it's uh it has like a, a, a great structure. The performances are pretty strong. The characters are great. It's, it's overall just a great movie. Um, yeah. The um, I also saw Night of the Living Dead. That I, I I had never seen neither this nor Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead um, is also really good. It feels a bit more its age. Mm -hmm. um but it's also like a very good movie a, a very like a depressive movie to an extent um mm -hmm. way more than this one way more than dawn of the dead it's like a like it ends <laughs> the the ending of yeah. night of the living dead is just like depressing it's just like yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah he, it's a bit of a downer ending yeah um uh yeah. it's it it feels ahead of its time, but I, I think uh, that's the one that made me a bit question more, like how uh, uh, about the imagery he uses in his film, um, mm -hmm. how much of it is just like him naturally understanding society and criticizing it through just storytelling and how much is him like making conscious decisions of uh, portraying like uh, social events um yeah. like uh, he, i think having a 
a black actor in the main role of Night of the Living Dead was a huge, um, a, a very big moment historically, uh, yeah. uh, considering it's the 60s. Uh, and I think he just casted an actor because it was the best one. Uh, and I, I think that 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 kind of gives like the the movie like there's there's some like racial there's like almost no racial tension in the movie itself in the text of the movie uh, when it's there it almost feels like it's like more the actors than the characters yeah there's like there's like weird stuff with some actors that I. I like the and maybe it's just strong performances, but it's just like the antagonism toward uh, toward the main character feels almost too real compared to the rest of the performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a very interesting movie. Very, uh, uh, I I see how it like launched the zombie the zombie thing. Like popularize it to that extent, and I still think like Dawn of the Dead is an evolution of that. It's not yeah a, a movie that's uh, about race, but it's like a setting it in a mall, uh, yeah. <laughs> making it about consumerism and capitalism. It was in an era where there's like owning money is worthless at this point but you still have multiple scenes of people hoarding the most money possible yeah <laughs> it's it's yeah, genius yeah. it's just like a and like i said like it's strong on the character level it's strong on a thematic level it's just like a, a, a yeah. superb movie like so one of the one of my favorite horror movies for sure yeah now that i've watched it yeah, it's very good. <laughs> it's just very, very well done. It's very well handled. It feels like a continuation of things that are established in Night, but it's also yeah. doing its own thing thematically. Like Night is, to me, it feels like a movie that is about how people's personal biases will get in the way of them being able to get anything done. Yeah. Um, and that we'll rip each other apart before the monsters ever get to us. Yeah. Um, and that's just that's a major theme of that movie, and that continues into this movie. It's it's the opening sort of prologue. That's what it's about. How the, you have that cop who's very clearly just not a good dude, who's just like going into random apartment buildings or, or yeah. apartments and just killing people who might not even be undead yet. Um, and that character is a he's a problem. <laughs> until he gets taken out yeah um yeah and that sort of stuff is sort of there throughout the movie especially at the end of the movie it comes back this idea of just people not being able to get along um that will be sort of our downfall and that's that's in the crazies too um i don't know if it's in season of the witch (laughs) i'm sure somebody (laughs) could argue um (laughs) Uh, but it's definitely in this movie strongly. But like you said, there's these other new messages that are sort of brought in, and it it very much becomes a cultural criticism of the moment that this movie was made in. Um, uh, it's, and, yeah. like it's very fun. It's very yeah. entertaining to watch. Um, yeah, there, there's something so fun to watch people 
enjoying themselves in an empty commercial center, like doing mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, there are like uh, there are points where they're just like having a good time, and you're kind of having a good time watching them. But also, it's like uh, the futility of it, like it's always interrupted by showing the masses of zombies at the door and the futility of it all, and mm-hmm. like like the what's his name. Sorry, I just need to look at the character's name because <laughs> because I, I I never remember them. Uh, so yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, Flyboy. Uh, yeah, like Flyboy's downfall is his attachment to like he's like it's our place. We made it ours. They're taking our stuff, mm-hmm. but it's also like uh, pointless yeah. in the face of like zombies. It's just like. And he, he chooses to like start shooting at them. He chooses to like instead of just hiding and leaving them be. Like they get in and they start stealing jewelry and they start uh, getting huge amounts of money. But what's the point? It's like it's it's like oh maybe in the future where when the the crisis resolved. But at this point, like they should just be trying to stay alive, not like amassing riches. Yeah, it's. It, I think, like, I think this is maybe my least, my least, uh, the, not least favorite, but the moment that made me maybe just get off a bit is like when he has that flyboy has that like uh, twist and he's like, that's our stuff, mm-hmm. and it's it's almost doesn't feel like the character, but it feels like more the theme speaking to the the, the theme speaking to the character. Uh, maybe not not like the best yeah. moment in the film, but I, I it's like a, an evolution of like everything the movie is about mm-hmm. and centering it in a mall like this. Uh, just it feels like a genius to talk about those themes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's it, it's really a good film. Like it's it it's a cool action film at parts. Like when they're dealing with the zombies, when they're doing the runs uh, to get the trucks, it's super tense. It's like just like well shot and good moments. Uh, yeah. Get the first truck, get in the second. Uh, Fran on the top with a gun that has never used a gun but manages to kill a couple, uh, helping yeah. a trooper escape. It's, it's great. And yeah. You, you, we get the return of the best character of that of all the, the movies we watched, uh, the scientist yes. on TV <laughs> now with an eye patch. <laughs> yes, yes, it's so good. He's 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 amazing. I love him. Um, yeah, it's just it's just some really good stuff, and I like that he he keeps coming back and he's debating this guy, um, and there's and he's like, and I love that he's his sort of message is like. We cannot see these things as people. We have to see them as just monsters. Um, and he's talking about, you know, how we have to be cold and we have to be heartless. Um, and it it almost feels feels like the movie is telling you you have to do that not just with the undead but with other people as well. Yeah. Um, and like that's what the world is telling you about this situation, and that's what's required to survive. Um, and it's 
you know, in order to survive this crazy situation, you have to abandon the things that we associate with being a good human being. Um, or just like a, just being a human, just the things that, you know, humans like to say about themselves as being what separates them from other life. Um, and that you have to abandon that in order to survive. Um, and that's sort of this idea that's, it's it's present in a lot of horror movies, but it's very present in this movie, that that concept that you have to sort of be able to shut yourself off from your emotions at times in order to live in this scenario and to keep on going. Yeah. Yeah, though, sure. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, I, I really like how he uses this in almost every of these movies, except season of the witch, which is like the outlier, outlier in the mm-hmm. fur. But it's yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely great at doing that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like how the movie starts. Mm. Um, it starts in the newsroom when they're kind of learning what the fuck is going on. It has like the score is super loud. It's complete cacophony. It's like everyone screaming on top of each other. You don't, uh, mm-hmm. you kind of understand each other, but because of the really loud music, you just don't know what actually is going on. It's yeah, super intense. Uh, they go. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like their final hours on the air until like the they get replaced, and then you get the 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 scene in the in the building in the projects uh, yeah. uh, of a building filled with uh, brown people and black people, uh, yeah. and the the cops coming like the cops coming in, and that's like ultra right-wing cops that hates immigrants that mm-hmm. feels like the most relevant character in that movie today um, yeah. gets he gets shot by the by the good black cop and mm-hmm. they just like they quit the force they take the helicopter they leave the town but like that whole building scene is just super intense super uh gives you the the extent of understanding of what's going on yeah because uh, you see how they're, they're like how they're managing kind of to still live they, they store the zombies in the basement uh they do their best to stay alive it's all families um you get the scene of that wife being bitten by her husband uh that's like yeah. ultra jarring it's i think mm-hmm. that's like the 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 most violent the, it's really shocking because compared to uh, what happens compared to like the violence in night of the living dead uh or even the crazies this is like a there's so much blood every time someone gets yeah. bitten it's like it doesn't feel super real but it feels like really disgusting in a good way yeah yeah you 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 sort of you sort of have to react to it um it's very visceral the way that it happens. Um, yeah, it's very well handled. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, just the zombies, I think, are just very well handled. Um, I think there's a reason that 
zombies didn't really progress much after this. This sort of yeah. set the template for zombies going forward. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's very present. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that's just very well done. Yeah. I, I really, I think that opening building scene is really great. And I think the way that that and the TV station sort of, they both, they show two separate aspects of how the world is just starting to break down um, and sort of fall apart um, and how society is sort of changing, but not really. Because um, we also see the stuff uh, where, you know, he says, those hillbillies down there must be having fun. And you just see people who kind of look like the town from the crazies. <laughs> um, I-, I thought that they might have reused some footage, actually. Um, you see those people just like going to town, hunting down the undead um, in a scene that feels like it's played for laughs. Um, but what you realize is that, oh, some of these people like waited their whole lives for this. Yeah. <laughs> they were waiting for this. It's moment. an excuse. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is, this is all they ever wanted and they get to do it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's very interesting the way that that's yeah. played. Um, yeah. You, you you get a lot of like uh, you're all zombies for going to the mall and just living yeah. <laughs> at the mall. Uh, you, you, amazing shots of just like zombies doing dumb stuff, just like on the ice on the on the ice rink and playing like video games. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's just like uh, when they get to the mall, the, the situation is very funny. Uh, you yeah. do get. Uh, you, you, I really like the intense, the really intense scene of. Uh, I think it's Flyboy, at the beginning when he's never used a gun, and mm-hmm. he's like in the, in this room with all the pipes, and there's like the one zombie with him, and he like shoots, uh, and the bullets, uh, the bullet, the the bullets bounce all around. And you you think all the way through is he gonna get hit by one of the bullets? Is what's gonna happen? It's super tense. It's super good. Mm-hmm. Just the sound, yeah. the whoosh of the bouncing bullet is like really really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a very well made movie. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's just it's really good. <laughs> I I don't know what else to say about it other than like I really enjoyed it and I enjoy it every more every time I see it. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. Like I like I like the reveal of Flyboy turning. Um they yeah. do turning very well. Um which is yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, just everything. Roger turning is also very well handled and his scenes as he's sort of slowly decaying from the yeah. inside. Um and his relationship with Peter, which just like develops very naturally and they they, they become like they become bros. <laughs> you yeah. really get the sense that like there's a, a brotherhood between the two of them. Um, and it like, it kind of hurts when, when Roger goes um, and when Peter has to put him out when he's yeah. turned. So, Oh yeah, it definitely yeah. hurts. It's uh, yeah. He manages to make like those emotional moments feel very real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's a great movie. <laughs> I, I said it at beginning. I just loved it. I, I don't know how I never watched this movie, but it's like it's super yeah. good. 
Um, again, another movie that has a remake. I, th I think you've seen this one, though. Yes, I've seen I've seen this one. Um, this is so that one is probably one of the better remakes ever made. Um, yeah, yeah. Like if I had to not spoil a potential episode, <laughs> but if I had to do top five horror remakes, this is maybe the best. Maybe it, it might be number one because it it feels very respectful of this movie. James Gunn is the writer. And it feels like he watched this movie and he said, what if I did this? What if I, what if I did, what if this happened instead of this happened? Um, and it, it feels very much like fan fiction, but very well done, very well handled fan fiction. Um, and it just, it feels like a love letter to this movie while doing something very different and very scary and interesting in its own way. Um and it's it's very updated for the time. It's two thousand four, two thousand three. So the way that they handle society breaking down is very different and much more visceral and personal. Um, and it because it's two thousand three, nine eleven, and stuff like that yeah. sort of has a play into it as well. Uh, you see a lot of like just I think you see like a gas station blow up. Um, as there's just like hordes of zombies everywhere. Um, there's just a lot of like the moment really impacts that movie much in the same way that 78 impacts this movie. Um, and also a lot of these actors show up. Um, Peter gets a cameo. So does Roger. So does um, his character's name is Pasquale Bubba. And uh, he's... Um, who is he? He's Tom Savini. Or no, is his name Blades? Tom Savini, though. He's the guy who's sort of the the person from the biker gang that shows up at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he, who's he's a makeup effects artist and an actor uh, who ended up doing a remake of Night of the Living Dead that Romero put his seal of approval on and that most people agree is actually a very good remake also. I haven't actually gotten around to seeing that one. Um, but yeah, he's he also gets a little cameo, and I think other people get a cameo in that. Movie. Yeah, I, I feel so. like he's he's the one actor I recognize from other stuff out of all of the people in this movie. Yeah, uh, he's been in from uh, from dusk till dawn specifically. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing the same outfit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, so Dawn of the Dead, two thousand four, that is very good, and I think we might. We might do that one as like a James Gunn horror thing because he okay. has horror movies as well. So, yeah, that's a that's a thing for the future. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much else to say though. I think we've sort of we we've done it. We've uh, we've covered yeah. Romero. Um, I, I, last thing maybe on this movie is I love the choice at the end of like I love uh, Peter about to kill himself and he just yeah. can't do it. Yeah, he's I love like, that as well. He he partially abandoned on life, and then he, he's like, I can't find something better. There's a lot of there's like some hope at the end of this movie, even though they yeah. you you know they don't have a lot of gas. Uh, mm -hmm. I love the credits over the zombies, just like yeah. chilling in the mall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all the, all those shots of zombies chilling in the mall are super good. It just makes me laugh. 
Yeah, it's very funny. The music, the music is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's very it's very well well done. Yeah, um, yeah it's a good movie. Yeah, great movie. Uh, yeah, very good. I, I would say I would suggest watching all of these. Um, yeah, this one's this one's a very good like horror marathon movie. Or if you're doing a zombie marathon thing, this is a very good strong start. I would say to anybody doing that. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know how long we've been uh, going, but <laughs> yeah. But any uh, other Romero you recommend? Like uh, we did, we talked about it a bit, but Night of the Living Dead, I think, is just, yeah. is really as much as important as it is. As it is, it's also really good. It's like I yeah, I watched it for the first time this uh, past week, and it's like it's a really strong movie. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, even though I haven't seen it. Uh, I have I, I know Day of the Dead is supposed to also be yeah. pretty um it's just stuff that I know about it, it just hasn't really interested me as much as these first two do. But yeah, I've only heard good things. Mm-hmm. Um I know that the creep show movies are supposed to be very good, and mm-hmm. I know that the show that's out currently is good. The later dead movies, um they are not as good, his sort of second trilogy. Um, I haven't seen all of them, but, uh, Mm. Land of the Dead is kind of iffy, so's Diary, um, but they're movies, so, I mean, if, if you're somebody who really likes these movies, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against somebody trying these out, they just feel very much like cash grabs, um, Diary of the Dead specifically is a found footage zombie movie, um, and it, it feels like an old man trying to do <laughs> what young kids yeah. are doing. Um, but yeah, so it's yeah. A, it, it might be worth time, might not be. Um, um, the movie we wanted to do, or I wanted to do at least, but we couldn't really get a hold of was Martin. Um, yeah. So that's something that if you have access to it, I, I would watch it and tell us how we can get access to it. <laughs> Uh, because it's it's one of the movies that's lost due to the fact that he did a lot of his movies on his own, and the way movies worked at the time was just very different. So a lot of the rights and the actual copies of the films are lost to time. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, I guess that's. that's all I really think it may be on YouTube. It might be. Seeing as yeah, we uh, watched Dawn on YouTube. Yeah, Dawn uh, is Dawn of the Dead is available in 4K on YouTube. So like yeah, just watch it there. It's not even available to rent anywhere else. So mm-hmm. um and if you uh, live in the Canada or the US and you want to see uh the other two movies we talked about, um uh yeah. Season of the Witch and uh The Crazies, they're both available on Tubi, which is like a a free, a free, um, a free yeah. like a movie streaming service that has ads. That's where I watch them. So I, I yeah. like. I... Yeah, and I think yep. Season of the Witch has been on Prime here yeah. for a while, and I think the Crazies might have been added very yeah. recently because it wasn't there when I tried to watch it yeah. before. So, yeah, check that out. Um, oh, Monkey Shines! If you want to see a man. A deal with a capuchin monkey that falls in love with him. Uh, watch Monkey Shines. That's what? that's another Romero film. Yes. What? 
<laughs> a man, a capuchin monkey is brought in to like help a man who's paralyzed from the neck down. Um, and it's like a Hitchcockian thriller where the where the monkey falls in love with him. Um, because yeah, she falls in love. She falls in love with a, a grown human man. So, uh, so it's misery, it's, but with a monkey. <laughs> yes, and it's it's fascinating because so much of it does not work. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're if you're like, I want to watch Romero, but I don't want to be impressed. I want to be shocked and amazed that this ever happened. Uh, watch Monkey Shines um, because it's a movie that exists. <laughs> and uh, the last movie I think is what you didn't mention, Night Riders. I. That feels like what a cult 80s movie that I heard a bunch about, but I have not seen. Yeah, that one's on my list to see because okay. it's very, it's very yeah. different. It, anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe last thing on uh, on him that's really interesting and that we didn't get into it, but all his early films, uh, he's the editor of. Yeah. Uh, and it, he's... <laughs> And like all, a lot of these movies has like in fact Dawn of the Dead especially he's he edited it and he's like the editing is one of the best parts of how it cuts from one mm -hmm. uh, from like them having fun to just like a jarring scene of the zombies it does it maybe a few too many times but I I think it like most of the time it works yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. let's do some plugs um, yeah. Quickly uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Eastsayer um, and on Instagram, but also at Eastsayer. Uh, that's it for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phantom Zone, uh, lots of stuff is going on there. Uh, I'm going to put this up today ish. Uh, and the same day, you can go listen to the episode zero uh for the ep episodes zero i don't know for the 3 a.m files our new sort of spooky podcast that we're doing there and those episodes are meant to sort of give you a sense of where we stand on the various paranormal stuff uh so go listen to the four and a half hours that we recorded on that because things went awry uh, <laughs> so uh go listen to some of the I guarantee the best podcasting you will ever hear. Uh, and yeah, I'm just so very proud of it, if you can't tell. Um, so yeah, listen to that. Uh, listen to the After Dark that I might be up today as well. If if getting the 3M files uploaded doesn't kill me. Uh, so yes, uh, listen to those. And uh, yeah, look forward to other future after dark stuff and uh, yeah reviews listen to uh, listen to arlen on the movie dumpster talking about yes. green lantern a mm -hmm. great episode yeah it's a very good episode of that yeah. show um yeah which i haven't listened to yet but i, I just hear i i hear good things only yeah. which is that's that's what i want yeah so, no, yes. it's a great episode i really liked it uh yeah your, your four and a half hour uh 3m files is going to take me like two weeks to listen to uh, just because it's <laughs> weird to listen to friends talk for more than an hour straight so <laughs> i need to space it out but yeah yeah i'm excited <laughs> you don't need to listen to the whole thing oh no Let's i just... You, like I, I listen to podcasts all day at work, so I. I oh, that's I, good. Well, I, more podcasts is a good thing. Right. 
let's just say this. When you start hearing about goblins, prepare for a ride. Prepare for a very wild ride. Um, so yes, that's that's my plugs. Um, bye! <laughs> I love goblins. Ha, 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 ha.